0: Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome
1: to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide
2: to the ever-changing world of social media.
1: Hello and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host is Kim Reynolds, and this is the show that we provide to you the service of helping you stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover the social media news that broke in the last few days. This show is brought to you by our own Facebook ads summit 2018. It's the largest gathering of Facebook ads experts. You can find out more by going to social media slash FB 18. It's July 9th through 13th, 2018 coming up very soon. And Honestly, this is the ideal uh, event for any marketer who wants to improve their ad copy or better understand Facebook ad strategies and improve your testing and analysis of your Facebook ads. Again, go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB18. On today's show, we're going to explore Instagram shoppable tags with Jeff C. We're going to talk about some Facebook ads updates. We're going to talk Twitter news features with Madeline Sklar and much more breaking social media news of the week. And with that, let's get started. So we've got a couple of Facebook ads updates that were announced this week. And Kim, this first one deals with custom audience Targeting, and I think it has to necessarily. Uh, it it kind of comes directly out of the whole GDPR slash Facebook's privacy concerns outside of GDPR. Although it's funny that those both hit at the same time. So let's yeah. walk through this. Fill me in on this. Like, what is this specifically?
2: This is Facebook giving us new requirements for custom aug- audience. Who <laughs> said August? Custom <laughs> audience <laughs> testing targeting. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm starting all over. Start okay. Over. So, Facebook has given us new requirements for custom audiences that are built from uploaded customer files. So, that's okay. the important part just from the uploaded customer files. So, starting July 2nd, um, as advertisers, we're going to be required to specify the origin of our audience information. And if Asking, is it directly from our customers? Is it from partners? Like, if you're an agency, did you get it from one of your clients? Or is it a combination of the two? And then Facebook's going to share the source of the information and if the advertiser is able to reach the person through uh, email or phone. So, right here on this screen share, this is a drop down that you can see. And you can find this information if you go to your ads activity. And then you can pick whatever ad you want. And there's a little drop-down menu. And the first one is going to tell you um, where... uh, Well, this is is the drop-down where you select where the audience came from. But for you, if you want to be able to look at where the audience came from, you can click the little button about the Facebook ad and it'll show you, okay so-and-so added you to a list of people. They want to reach on Facebook and because you're an email on their customer list.
1: Okay. And so me as a customer, if I see an ad and I wonder why I'm seeing it, that's where this comes from. Right.
2: Right. Now here's, here's a little tidbit that I read in, I, where, where did I read it? It was VentureBeat, And, this makes things totally different. It says that they also, the, they all, meaning as advertisers, will also have to state that we got consent from people to use their contact information to serve them ads, which is way different than people opting into your email list. So a lot of people will upload their email list because uh-huh. those people gave them their emails and then they use it to retarget them on Facebook. Well, when you're opting into the email list, you aren't necessarily opting in to being served ads. So I don't know if VentureBeat got this wrong or if it's going to be something additional that Facebook is going to require. But that would change everything if you had to certify that all of your contacts that you uploaded gave permission to serve them ads. So, um, yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see. But... um, Really, they just, they also are going to minimize or not allow you to, it used to be when you're in ads manager, business manager, you could share custom audiences between different accounts. Mm -hmm. Now you're not going to be able to do that. And Uh, if you are, yeah, if you are sharing an audience, like with an agency, both the agency and the, um, their client have to certify that they have proper permissions to use this data. So.
1: Well, and so it's, it's, it sounds to me like VentureBeat may not be wrong. It sounds like it may just be that like with the GDPR stuff where we had to get the actual intentional opt in when people jump in to, you know, to our list or whatever. When Because, again, we're uploading an email list to be able to do this custom audience. Um, it sounds yeah. like adding the language there is their consent. If we make it explicitly stated there enough, like GDPR requires us to.
2: Hmm. I don't know. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. I believe that, you know, from what they're saying, they, you know, they, from what I'm reading in our notes here, VentureBeats saying they'll, they'll state you, you have gotten consent from people. So, I mean, it may just be, you know, I mean, if you just add it as, as one of the things you say, you know, you're, you're giving, okay, you know, permission to as a consumer, as you opt into somebody's list you know i give you permission to send me facebook ads i guess
2: well i wonder them. if i wonder if having in your privacy policy that your inf- that your information could be used to target ads on facebook i wonder if that is enough yeah or if uh, you have to explicitly state that when signing up or when they're signing up for an email yeah i don't know that's it's, it's a little murky there
1: so well and this but, is yeah
2: The privacy policy, um, Tim is saying, Tim was saying your privacy policy copes with website visitors and it does. And hopefully that's enough to cover the whole consent issue.
1: Right. But again, when we're talking in this instance, it has to do with these custom audiences that you upload a list from. So right. or two and to create. And so to be able to have that list, they have to have given you that email. And in order to sure. have gotten that email from them, again, the whole GDPR thing is, you know, what information are you getting from me? Why are you taking it from me? And what are you going to use it for? And so you encompass this custom audience Facebook ads audience into that language and you should be fine. I believe if Daniel List was here right now, she'd probably say, yes, you're right. And I hope she would. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) but I am not a lawyer. So keep going. You just
2: play one on TV.
1: Yes. I just play one on live video.
2: Oh, there you go. There you go. So that's, that's the scuttlebutt around that. Um, So there's definitely more requirements coming and, you know, a lot of people are just foregoing using, Custom audiences and upload, or rather, uh, custom audiences from uploaded lists. Like, I'm not using any. And also, they are just not, when they're running an ad, they're just excluding EU because it's so complicated, which you can't actually exclude the EU, but you can exclude the EEA, which is European. Enterprise. I don't know. What I don't it, know. I don't know actually what it stands for, but it, it encompasses all of the EU. So that's a workaround. People certain, are listening you know. and they're,
1: see, they're screaming it out loud like it's this, it's this. That's what always happens. So,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll get I'm so, sure we'll
1: hear from people saying this is what that means. So.
2: Yeah, what the acronym is. Yeah. And so and Facebook is also cracking down on bad shopping experiences from advertisers. Yeah.
1: And see this one, when I saw it, I read the headline one way and it really means an entirely different thing. So Facebook cracking down on bad shopping experiences uh, from advertisers. I thought it was um, that they were going to be providing customer service for Advertisers and instead it was from advertisers. So it was for a consumer standpoint, not for an advertiser standpoint. Um, This one's interesting because essentially what they're doing is they are allowing uh, with this new uh, e commerce review option inside of their recent ads activity, which uh, I'm hoping I'm going to get this right. It's the facebook.com slash Ads slash activity is where you would go to see that um, you go in there and any of the ads, any of the activity that you've taken on ads will then uh, allow you there to start to leave feedback um, on that advertiser. And this can get to shaky ground a little bit as you get through it, because uh As I I went live earlier this week with this news, and some people were saying, well, what about if I've clicked on the ad, but I didn't buy? Now I have the ability to give them feedback, but I didn't buy from them. So customer service in that sense isn't necessarily being truthful, right? So... Gets a little bit shaky there. But ultimately, uh, what Facebook is saying in this instance is that any of the negative responses are going to be shared directly with the advertisers in hopes that they take action and improve their practices. And of course, what they're saying is, is that that's going to happen if they have a high volume of negative feedback. Right. Right. So and they say that, you know, before anything happens, like they're they're not going to be, you know, flooded with uh say a business is running ads and they get flooded with negative feedback regarding their ads or their their customer service, etc. and mm-hmm. Facebook could right then and there just say, "Okay, no more ads from you." Instead, they're saying right. that's not what they're going to do. What they're going to do instead is they are going to Uh, not outright ban them, but they will reduce the number of ads that that business can run. And they will also serve that negative response um, material that they received from the customer service uh, feedback to them so that they can improve their customer service. So, I mean, Kim, what do you think about this? I'm a little iffy.
2: Yeah, I think that it could be problematic because – you know how you there are there are people that get put fake reviews up on Google, and like companies will go and put lots of reviews. All you have to do is is click on an ad or even view an ad because you know that's mm-hmm. if you're served an ad and there's an impression. And I would just be worried that people would, well, like Tim says, it's open to abuse, that so people would abuse this for their competitors. And that would be a little troublesome. yeah. So maybe there's a way Facebook to can weed out that kind of stuff, but I don't know. I just, I feel like I feel like the intention is good because they're trying to get people to be more transparent. Don't say you can get them their product in one day when it's going to take you a week or two weeks. You know, don't say that it's this, you know, this fantastic thing when really it's this other not so fantastic thing. So it's a good intention. I just don't know about implementation.
1: Yeah. I'll give you an example uh, from a different um, review area. So I do a podcast, and inside of iTunes, you can leave ratings and reviews. When I get a negative one through, a, and I get notification of it, I'll go in and I'll look, and then I'll click on that person, that reviewer's name, and I'll go and I'll see that like all they're doing is giving one star negative reviews to a number of podcasts all in a row. And what they're doing is, is they've just created an account to go in and slam their competition. Essentially, and right. that's what I'm thinking needs to be put in place safeguard wise for this particular tool that Facebook is rolling out
2: right now with your podcast is there anything you can do about that
1: no I can't touch it like it's in there I can't do a thing about it unfortunately I can oh. mark it as like I can even I can get like I can get a bunch of fans to go in and say uh, that that review is not relevant but again you know if you're really you you're gonna have to have to you know raise the army and get people to go in and do that so Anyway.
2: I'll go give you a positive review because your <laughs> podcast is awesome. Right.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Thank you. Um you're so welcome. this is interesting. But again, I, I really am curious how this tool is going to be used uh moving forward. And again, to to find this tool, you go to your ads activity uh tab. And once you're in there, you can view the ads you've recently clicked and hit the leave feedback button. I would encourage everybody to go take a look at this and see, yeah. you know, what you're up against here. It they said that this is rolling out globally. This week and by this week, they said this, uh, I I believe it was Monday that they said this. And here we are on a Friday recording. So it's had almost a week now to be rolling out globally. So you may have it already. I hope that you'll go check that out and uh, see what you think. So uh, speaking of Facebook ads, again, Facebook Ads Summit 2018, it's going to be the largest gathering of Facebook ads experts together All in one place. You can find out more by going to FB. Sorry. Let me say that differently. Socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB 18 is where you can go to find out more. And every Friday, by the way, today is Friday, uh, is where you would want to go there and make sure you get a ticket before the sale that we have currently going on uh, ends. So,
2: And I'm going to put it out there because I've had this question asked a couple of times. If you're a society member or you've gone to social media marketing world, you don't need to worry that this is going to be repeated information Mm. that you've already learned. This is this is all brand new material. So some of our speakers like that we've had on the show, Amanda Bond, Andrea Ball, um, they will they're they're teaching. But we've got Rick already, Dennis Yu, Nicholas Kazmuch, just a whole slew of amazing experts.
1: Yeah. So uh, but. Let's switch gears here and move over to a completely different network. We have a guest here, Madeline Sklar.
0: Welcome, Madeline. Woo-hoo. Hey, great to see you both. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Good
1: to see you. So you're not here to talk Facebook ads. You're here to talk Twitter. Wow, and Twitter. Yes. in fact, let's talk about this because it's funny. The last two previous weeks, we've talked about Facebook and Facebook news. How first Facebook killed their their uh, what was it their trending news and then said. The following week, hey, we're going to create Facebook watch news shows. And somebody out there said, well, if Facebook's not going to be active about news in terms of trending, Twitter needs to pick up the ball and run with it. And it looks like they did.
0: Totally. Isn't that interesting how that like just played out that way? I found it to be interesting. I was getting a lot of news on Facebook and I really don't like that. I can't see that on the sidebar now. But yeah, Twitter has picked up the slack. I love so, it.
1: So Twitter's already yeah. always been about news or so they say, but this is uh, a step up in their game towards that. So let's get into this. What are they doing to make us kind of see them as the news source?
0: Yeah. Being able to you know navigate by topic is really becoming the thing. Like with here, with World Cup, that's what's happening right now. And you type it in, you can get a lot more information. You can see at the top, it shows uh, the top, the latest, the people. But when you swipe across, it will also show, uh, in addition to videos, it'll also show broadcasts, it'll show news. You can get so much information. Uh, and of course, you can go and tweet with other people and it it's going to show you tweets that are happening. You know, the big thing this week was the NPR raccoon. And so if you go over to Twitter on mobile and type that in, you're going to see so much more information now. It's really super cool. I'm excited about this.
1: Yeah, this looks, I mean, uh, from what I'm seeing here, it's funny because it's almost like less tweet related and it's more, almost like a, a it makes me when i look at this and i scroll through it or i look at the the images that they've provided it makes me think of like scrolling around or or going through like say the usa today or something like that instead of right.
0: twitter exactly. right exactly it does is having more of a news feel uh and and they really are becoming the platform for news. We already know them for, for real time, uh, but really now this is a place to get the breaking news. And so what we're looking at here is uh, being able to get notifications based on interest. You getting a notification and you would tap on that and is showing you what's going on with this volcano. And it does look like total news. Like you are getting your news on Twitter and you can go through and get so much more information, connect with other people that are sharing the news. Uh, Super powerful.
1: So I'm curious here. um, So again, personal news and events notifications. So um, like, for example, uh, this one's here, it's news for you. It's, it, it brings up that pop-up and it says, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's about the volcano. And it's like, well, Do I have to tell Twitter I'm interested in volcanoes or is it there's this larger setting that's like, hey, anything like any any uh, what's the world like act of God type events? Go ahead and cue me in on those, you know.
0: Right. Is basing it off of interest. So it's looking at how you're using Twitter. I think there's, you know, some A.I. going on here. They uh, are basing it on your interest. Who you follow, things that you're putting out there, so uh, and and what you're searching for. You know, I was real big with the NPR raccoon the other day, so I still see things coming up in my Twitter when I'm going on there and doing searches. So it is paying close attention to how you're using Twitter.
1: Okay, so it's it's kind of a a an AI or uh, I should say machine learning based on what your activity in Twitter is in a, in an algorithmic kind of a way. So that makes sense. Yeah, that's
0: how, I, that's how I've been seeing it. Now, uh, for this, is still coming. Not everybody has it yet. They say that it's coming in the next few weeks to the next few months. So you'll start seeing this becoming available. Now, the thing is, they don't want to spam you with these types of notifications. You can easily opt out of them if you choose not to really want to get them.
1: Now, I know that your uh, belief is that Twitter is more of a, a connection platform than a broadcast platform. I mean, you run a one of the sure. most popular uh, Twitter chats, uh, Twitter Smarter, which, again, every time I, I keep seeing it show up as trending and I'm like, good for you. You know, so <laughs> hashtag Twitter Smarter. Uh, what when is that happen, by the way? is it, it's, a, it's a set schedule, I- right?
0: Yes. Every Thursday at one o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific, we host, we're actually about to celebrate three years of the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat. And what we do after the chat is we also host a live stream over on Facebook. We transition over there and bring the guests and have a fun conversation afterwards on live video. So we do a lot with the Twitter Smarter.
1: Very cool. So, but again, from your perspective, uh, how does Twitter being a news platform and a connection platform work together. Is there any kind of connection there? Or is it people connecting about the news? Or is it kind of a, it's my daily newspaper. Real-time newspaper where I also get to chat with people. I mean.
0: Right. And that's that's how I see this really evolving to being that news source where you get up-to-date information, real-time information, but also as a place to connect with people. So it really feels like they're merging to to combine it all together.
1: Okay. And and they've done again with this these, these updates that they've done with like Twitter moments where you swipe horizontally to read moments. They have yeah. the, this change to vertical, uh, you know, kind of like a timeline where you're kind of just scrolling up and down instead of left and right. I, I you know, I mean, I think they're thinking people are going to use it more, use moments more that way. Right.
0: Yeah. OK, so what's interesting with this is that they did some testing with it and they found that people significantly used it more when it was vertical swiping versus horizontal. Now, I'm really big with Moments. I've been using it for for the past several years. I actually do these after my Twitter chats, I go and put uh, Twitter moments together as a recap. And I've always found it odd the way we swipe across, because when we're on Twitter, and we're doing a search, we are scrolling up and down, we're Mm -hmm. doing the the vertical. So it seems like it would make more sense for it to be vertical. So what they're doing is they're transitioning it over to vertical. What I have found in my research, uh, this just came about in the last few days, I'm finding that Sometimes you'll notice, like if you go into the search, you'll start seeing the vertical, but then I'll go to my own Twitter moments and they're not vertical. They're still horizontal. So I think we're still seeing this rolling out, but I do like it better. I think uh, they're going to get a warm reception to this. From yeah, everyone. it looks like
1: looks like they say that they're rolling it out uh, over the next, you know, coming uh, weeks or months here. So.
0: Yes. It's it's going to be getting rolled out in the next, uh, in the next few weeks. And, uh, you know, I think, I think this is going to be big for them because they're really trying to get people to use moments is a very valuable feature. Uh, it is a great way to curate tweets and put it together as a story. So I think this is them trying to get more people to like using it and then want to start creating their own.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so I feel like that's it. I mean, am I missing something? I feel like we, we've covered, um, we covered the Twitter
2: that's news here. Yeah, we had, a, we had a screenshot of the World Cup
0: and the, all the dedicated... Oh, yeah, let me mention that. So World Cup, uh, this is going back to... Trying to be more robust with news with searching, so they are putting in all this information with all the different games that are going on right now, which is super interesting. Um, they they basically have a dedicated hub, and that's what we're showing here is a dedicated hub. They said that you can get access to all the content for all the games that are happening. There's 64 games this month and next month with the World Cup. And so when you look at this example here, they're showing you information, you can get scores, you can watch video. They had struck a deal with Fox News to be able to provide highlights and information. So I think this is super cool. So this is available now. If you go into the search, type in World Cup and you can access this information.
1: Oh, very cool. Well, that'll be something that I'm sure Uh, not as much our American audience, but yes, some of it, but you know, our worldwide audience will be, be interested in. Um, I just, I guess I won't go there. Uh, you know, we, we call things football. They call things football. We call it something else. Anyways, I'm going to start, I'm going to start anyway, negative negative response, whatever. Uh, Madeline, (laughs) thank you for being here. Uh, It's awesome to see you. Hopefully, Twitter brills out some more news soon and we can have you back. Uh, Where can we find you uh, when you're not hosting Twitter Smarter?
0: Well, thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Best way to find me is on Twitter. I love being on Twitter. I love connecting. So feel free to hit me up at Madeline Sklar or go to my website, MadelineSklar.com.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Madeline.
0: Thanks. Bye. Bye. Nice seeing you.
1: All right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we haven't had like big Twitter news in a while. This was pretty um, substantial. So, again, hopefully we can have her back on at some point soon. Uh, In the meantime, yes, I hope that uh, you're signing up for the Facebook ads, you know, summit. It's going to be awesome Uh, while we wait for Jeff C to jump in. uh, We've had a lot of people over the course of the week as we kicked off the launch for that, that have just been like, I just signed up. I just signed up on all the different social platforms where we're sharing it. So it's good to see and hear that. Uh, And it's good to see and hear you, Jeff C. Welcome. Welcome to the show again. You're you're here every week, pretty much, because you're running the back end of our video.
3: But he's. You need to rephrase that a little bit, but go on.
1: I don't know what I just (laughs) said. I'm just (laughs) Uh, so so usually. uh, So anyway, here you're here to talk about Instagram. Instagram's got something cool that's not necessarily new, but finally out there for all of us to start using soon, at least. So shoppable. Tags. What's a shoppable tag? I don't understand. Well, I do understand. Well,
3: they've that. been, the, the cool thing is it's going for story. So before, right. you know, some people like some, uh, I know people who have clients that have a product um, allow them to have these shoppable tags inside a post and it shows up as a little like a shopping bag inside of an Instagram post. You can click on that. And it will take you to actually the checkout on that site. Well, now they've moved it to stories. And it's really cool that they have because Instagram rolled out with some stats saying uh, there's like 300 million using Instagram stories every day. So very, very cool. And they're finding brands that they love and they want to want to buy stuff. Like in this example that we're seeing on screen right now, uh, there's a picture of a lady laying down with some sunglasses on and there's this cool little like shoppable sticker um, that's by those sunglasses, and they click those, and it goes straight over to the website where you can purchase those and check them out. So um, it's very, very cool. Instagram re- uh, uh, released a stat saying um, they did a survey, and they say the Instagrammers, you know, watch stories to stay informed with brands and they want to get insider uh, inside things about the products. And so this is really great. And so on Tuesday of this week, This rolled out to uh, just a select few retailers like Adidas, uh, the couples, and they can link to their products. So they've been testing this for a while, all the way back to 2016, um, with only like 20 partners. We're rolling it out more. um, And... Supposedly, it's going to come out to more and more people as it goes on. But they did this the same way with the Shaba poll tags and posts. They released it to a select few and then uh, let it go. So all of a sudden, you weren't seeing all these stories with all your friends doing stuff. Now, (laughs) one of the important things is um, it's only available for businesses. Uh, not individual sellers or consumers uh, trying to get affiliate payments, and this is from CNBC, and they said uh, it does not allow shopping to. I mean, it does not target targeting to specific audiences. Um, so people who see the shoppable link enable post would have to be already following you on Instagram. So ah. uh, very, very interesting. So um, that's kind of the stuff that's rolling out. It's a. I mean, it's a great feature. Um, Snap you know, just kind of, we'll get into some of that in a little bit, but they rolled out some features like this, you know, Instagram fired back. And, um, it's really going to be interesting how this plays out for a, you know, if they roll it up fast, fast enough to more businesses, how this is going to relate and cut into Snapchat's market, even, even TV ads and YouTube ads, you know, cause Instagram, a lot of people are there and a lot of people will shop through it. Yeah.
1: This is almost like, having the ability to swipe up without having the ability to swipe
3: up. Right. Right. Like, right. You don't have a certain amount. Yeah. And it's been really handy. And we've actually seen for a couple of clients that I work with, we don't, we don't have the uh, in stories yet, but we we do have the shoppable tags in posts, and we've seen a direct correlation of that uh, to increasing landing uh, on our, our shopping cart on our site. So, uh, for now, like when I sh- shoot a post, uh, that has a product in it, we always put the shoppable tags in and we're seeing that really relate to people clicking on that and going to the website because of it. Very cool.
1: Yeah. This is a pretty big deal for people because again, I don't know that I've ever bought something through a Facebook ad, but I have bought stuff, uh, through Instagram
3: ads. And I've said that a couple of yeah. times here. So yeah. Instagram's yeah, Instagram's great for discovery. In fact, a lot of the tools that I give to you to share on Michael uh, Stelzner's podcast, when you're discovery section, I find a lot of those apps from Instagram, the ads that come in there yeah. and the, yeah. the algorithm works really well to show me things that I really like to see. And so I have a feeling it's going to be the same way with these shoppable uh, tags and stories and stuff. So I don't mind it if it's, if it's relevant to me and something like I bought a, a uh, fire pit the other day because of something I saw on Instagram. I thought, "Man, that's really cool how that works." <laughs> and so um I bought it and it came from Instagram. And so I mean, if it's relevant to what I want and and need, then yeah, I think it's great. Very cool. All right, so I was going to
2: mention that oh sorry, I was no, going to mention that last week how amazing the the ads algorithm is for Instagram because every ad that I'm I, I would say 90% of the ads that I get served on Instagram, I actually would want that thing. Whereas on Facebook, it's usually right. a, you know, it's usually some business related, you know, come to my webinar or download my my ebook and you can become a oh, bazillionaire right. like me. But Instagram really,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, but Instagram really is, they really have it right as far as I'm concerned. I love their ads. I, I look forward to them. I don't mind them. They're not an interruption at all for me.
3: Now again, and this, these stories—it's really cool how you can move them around like a sticker. So that's really yeah. kind of neat. In now the again, story. these these yeah.
1: stickers have to be linking to a
3: physical product. Is that right? Uh, I I believe so. Of now, I, I haven't seen any examples of like a service-based product because what it does is actually. Uh, it lets you use your own shopping cart on your site. So this mm-hmm. goes right to there. You've just dragged because Instagram's not taking a cut of this. It goes straight to your checkout mm-hmm. page for that product. So you just, I have a feeling if it's like the, the regular post, you just drop a link into your shopping cart. Uh, I mean the, the posts where you're going to have the shopping cart at and it goes right there. So,
1: yeah, uh, Lowell made an interesting point. He said, it's weird that we are see- saying that ads don't annoy us mm-hmm. and we look forward to them. <laughs> that's because I'm marketing nerds, so yeah only, on
2: Instagram, only Instagram they just that's true me good ones.
1: that's true on Instagram, I don't mind them, so yeah, all right, so let's move off of Instagram, and there's a number of uh pieces here that we've kind of thrown together as far as Snapchat goes, so let's, right. let's go through these real quick.
3: Yeah, Snapchat, the the latest news, they're extending uh, ads to uh, AR lenses, and that AR stands for augmented reality, for those of you who are confused by that, and Snappables, and it gives you a bunch of new uh, e-commerce offerings. So one of the things that they had uh, just released is that 70 million people use augmented reality lenses on Snapchat to express themselves. uh, So that's a lot of people. And starting uh, this week advertisers of all sizes can run their own AR advertising campaigns right from snapchat self-serve tools so you can upload lenses you can and you're able to have all these new measuring tools for your campaigns and so it's kind of a one-stop shop now for all things advertising on Snapchat um, and this initial launch actually allows for this term they're calling research and frequency of audience buys so, this is the first time they're saying that this has ever been uh, available for augmented reality, so um, so you can see like lens attachment. Uh, you know, let uh, people swipe up on Snap Ad to unlock a lens, um, and so there's all these different tools and features. Now, for the lenses, they're a little bit more expensive, and they run from eight to twenty dollars depending on various factors. So it's a CPM basis. From from eight to twenty dollars, which means companies pay eight to twenty dollars per one thousand impressions. So that can get pricey pretty quick. Yeah, you know if you have a big brand. So, um, and they have a bunch of new demographic things where you can you know, uh, see this demographic targeting. Uh, they have five hundred preset audiences. So they're really rolling this out to for marketers to really really be useful. So, um, the they also. In this, really, this kind of news update, they talk about this new thing called sponsored Snappables. and it's a new ad product that's based on um, these selfie uh, uh, games that you can do, like when you open up your mouth and you can, you know, time a friend and see how many eggs you can eat or, or whatever. Um, so you, they require users to make like funny faces in public to play these games, and they can. This yesterday they rolled out with the first sponsored snappable, um, and they're the the ones who are rolling out with it first are uh, the maker of Candy Crush, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, Bud Light are the first companies that are really using this uh, featured sponsored snappable. So um, it's really cool. It's multiplayer, um, and you're trying to get the high score, which. It fits in for, in my opinion, right in the demographic. So um, it'll be interesting to see how this rolls out. So um, this is, they're saying this is the largest push that Snapchat's ever done for e-commerce and uh, this marketing kind of stuff. So it's, they're really, you know, they've needed to do this. Yeah. And so they really are pulling out all the stops. But wait, there's more. There is more because inside of this, you also have a Snapchat pixel. Now, I don't even want to go into the GDPR thing about this one. So, but (laughs) uh, I don't know how this has worked, but they have a a JavaScript code that helps uh, advertisers. And, um, and you can, they're doing all this stuff you can measure. And so it's all in this initial rollout for for marketers. So, um, very, very cool. And uh, yeah, what do you guys think?
1: Again, I'm not a Snapchat user and my kids, well, the one that's old enough to do it isn't on there and I'm not allowing them to. That's a whole other story. But I think this is good for Snapchat to be doing something because, again, they need to innovate or they just will not be around. So, yeah.
3: And I
2: think that there's a whole I mean, all of these innovations that they're doing, it's I mean, they make regular ads seem kind of boring. Right. I think it's. I feel like I'm behind the curve on Snapchat ads and I need to go <clears throat> watch my session and snap on session. Yeah. And, a and bit.
3: don't you think that, I mean, as we see this stuff rolling out, I, I see it as marketers. I mean, starting at Snapchat, and it's going to go to Instagram, of course. And then, you know, Facebook will fall behind, um, uh, follow suit. But we're going to have to be a lot more creative as marketers. We're going to have to, this is just, I think we're going to mm-hmm. have to learn how to video edit. We're going to have to take, Uh, things. We're going to have to use humor. We're going to have to, because everything's going into that edutainment kind of thing for marketers. Your ad's not going to be relevant unless uh, you really did that. And I know, and Kim, you like, I saw some of your Facebook ad, uh, ad summit stuff that you went out with. uh, It had the, like the logo on with uh, like a chopping block with vegetables. And I thought that was great because that's, that's outside of the box and that's what I think all marketers are going to have to do. And I think Snapchat's doing that, you know, right now. So more on Snapchat is that they're also not only are they adding this sh- shoppable AR lenses, they are actually adding story ads that can run on the discover page of the app and between the stories. So uh, they're kind of running this, um, uh, it's it's kind of like a carousel ad and they're testing this now um, and they're actually testing it on the latest version of their ads for spectacles and we'll get into that a little bit now. So um AdWeek gave us an example of uh, these new sh- app. the shoppable ads um, are pretty simple, and they are like a carousel ad. And users can click on the items to access the brand's website and complete the purchase. And um, so the big thing is it's in between, like the discover page of the app, and the, between the stories. So, very cool. And next on top of that um, is that Snapchat is allowing users now to clear chats. It's called Clear Chat, which sounds like it's a transparent chat. But what it really is, um, it, acts, it allows users to delete messages um, after they've sent them. So it lets you fix a typo or retract a message that you sent accidentally. Uh, if no one has viewed the message, then you're set. But if you have, they've seen it, then uh, it'll go away, but it gives them a warning. It says everyone in the group will see that you've deleted something and you, know, you can delete it, but it'll show that it's deleted. So okay. this can be applied to text stickers, bit mo- bitmojis, audio messages, or pictures and videos sent from your mess, from your memory section, uh, it does not apply to pictures, videos, and screenshots that you just took. So, kind of halfway transparent, but it's just a new feature that I think, like if you say something and you're like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that, you're like at a bar at three, and you're like, I should have never done that. Well, you you have it out now. So, yeah. <laughs> and this is rolling out in the next few weeks. <laughs> Uh, What's the thing with
1: SeatGeek? This looks interesting.
3: Yeah, this is probably one of the coolest things. You can now buy game and concert tickets from teams and musicians within Snapchat. And for those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, it actually what it does is come up on screen in your stories. And they actually showed an example of, hey, these seats can be yours. And you swipe up and you can buy a a ticket right there from Snapchat. So it's an integration with SeatGeek. Uh, The Los Angeles football club was the first team to sell tickets this way um, via a Snapchat story. And um, it actually everything takes place without leaving the app. And um, they're saying they're going to roll out with more uh, more abilities for like concert people and games and athletes and performers are going to be able to sell directly uh, to their fans this way. So it's very, very cool. I liked Mm -hmm. it. And Mm -hmm. also, yeah, I mean, it's. Anything that's more useful, I use. I mean, I use uh, Alexa to order Domino's just because I could just say, <laughs> hit me up, Alexa, she'll give me the same thing that I always get. I mean, anything that makes it easier, just like on Google Maps where you can see the, the ratings of like a hotel or a restaurant around where you are. Uh, anything like that I think is helpful. And I think um, more apps and developers need to do kind of stuff like that to kind of stand out.
1: So, I'm curious uh, how many people's Amazon devices just ordered them Domino's.
3: So. <laughs> I hope they did. I hope they did. <laughs> you never have it in there. Um, so the next thing is Snap a debut Snap Kit for app developers, and this is really cool if you're a developer or even want to play around with some of this stuff. Uh, they uh, they uh, released a full fledged developer kit for app make, uh, makers to bring the best parts of Snapchat to their apps. So it's broken down in this way. You've got the Creative Kit, which helps developers uh, integrate their own stickers, filters, links, and other highlights. You've got the Logon Kit, which allows users to log on with their Snapchat account information, which you never want to do, by the way. I hate that kind of stuff. Um, Bitmoji Kit, which brings personalized Snapchat avatar to other apps. That's cool. And a story kit, which lets developers filter and embed publicly shared Snapchat stories into their own apps and services. So this is just rolled out um, for developers, and it's going to help. You know, this is a, another thing that Snapchat needed to do, I think, to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially with the Bitmoji thing, I think it's another way that they can, you know, spread quickly and, and keep people in their ecosystem. So um, if you want to, if you're a developer and interested in trying SnapKit, it's actually just go to kit.snapchat.com and you can find out more about that there. And lastly, Snap Inc. now sells Spectacles 2.0 on Amazon. So I'm going to do you guys all a favor favor and go, uh, Alexa, order Spectacles. And there you go. Uh, so now everybody has spectacles coming to their house. Um, <laughs> of our show. Did you snap, mean these? Uh, just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and snap, Bill
2: to snap. Jeff.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so the uh-huh. funny thing is. Is, um, you know, originally when they did spectacles, they had all these kiosks that were like you had to find them and they were in these big cities and they had these blinds for these uh, dispensers of the spectacles. Uh, Now they were doing it from their website with the version 2.0. And that, you know, Sean wore those a couple weeks ago on our show. They look a lot better. Um, They're waterproof. Um, I think they have some other things, too. But now you can actually order them from Amazon. And so you can use your prime shipping. So it's very, very cool. Uh, that they're doing that now. Hopefully, that will. I guess they had from the first one warehouses full because they didn't sell enough. Hopefully, this will help. Uh, so you can get it from their own site and now from Amazon as well. Very cool. Nice.
1: Yeah, users who bought spectacles also bought, and then there you go, or uh, or yeah. the other way around. So maybe if you you know you're buying other things that we recommend, you'll see somebody bought Snapchat spectacles etc so and and buy them so jeff thank you so much for breaking that all down for us uh where can people find you when you're not
3: live on social media examiner you can find me at mainlypinterstips.com where we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time all right (laughs) thanks guys thanks for being here
2: oh jeff thanks
3: Okay, so we got a few more
1: things to cover in this episode. Number one, Google is providing greater transparency and control over the Google ads experience. What this means is essentially Google launched a series of new ad settings, which makes it easy for you to understand and then control how the ads that you're seeing on Google are tailored towards you. So, what this is, is they basically, um, they allow you to go in and say what it is you like and don't like, uh, decide if there's any that you want to remove, uh, look at the different factors that are being used to determine which ads are tailored for you, um, the estimations of the interest based on your activity when you're signed in, so what you're searching for, et cetera, and if you've liked or visited a signed up, uh, signed up for a site or even signed up for their newsletter. And then there's also a why this ad. This is this is very similar uh, to what almost we were talking about with um, the Facebook thing at the very Thank beginning you. of the show. The why this ad or why am I seeing this? It's a feature that's going to appear next to ads and then you can click on it and it'll give you easy access, one, to those ad settings. But two, it'll say, well, you're seeing this ad for a camera because you searched for cameras or photography websites or clicked on ads for Cameras before. And so this is a pretty significant feature in terms of um, Google's ads. And it's starting today, or I should say yesterday or the day before as it rolled out as they announced it. So there you go.
2: Nice. Okay. So next we have some LinkedIn updates. These are carousel ads. And these new carousel ads are for sponsor content. And they're really unique in that you can add up to 10 different images and each one is clickable and another really nice feature that uh LinkedIn has given us is as an adverti- advertiser you'll also be able to download reports with cl- clicks and impressions by individual card so um i, I think this is great especially if you're selling a, a variety of products and you can see you know which one resonated more i think it's a great little testing tool so um Basically, the the scuttlebutt is in one single carousel ad, you can feature a swipable series of up to 10 cards. You can customize each card, and you will be able to get a downloadable report with clicks and impressions by individual cards. And LinkedIn is saying they're doing this because they want people to be able to tell a deeper story, showcase multiple offerings, and maybe go into more depth on a single offering. So these, I think that this is a nice addition to Google ads for sponsored content. Yeah. I haven't I'm, been doing a whole lot. Of, not Google ads. Sorry. LinkedIn ads.
1: <laughs> right. LinkedIn. Well, I mean, that's the thing though. I'm like, what, what took LinkedIn so long to come out with carousel ads where, when, when, you know, Facebook had them and, and even Google ads have had them to a certain extent up to this point. Right. So.
2: Well, LinkedIn is catching up slowly. They've they had a lot of ground to cover because they were so behind. So they're slowly catching up, and this is a nice step in that direction. Yeah,
1: very cool. Looks nice.
2: And they've also um kind come, come out with a new way for members to express gratitude or give a shout out to coworkers and colleagues with LinkedIn kudos. So you can choose from uh, you know LinkedIn members can choose from ten awards and recognitions like. Team player, amazing mentor, inspirational leader, and personalize it with um one or multiple connections so you can send it to more than one person. And it's I think that it, I guess this is instead of just recommending somebody for their skill, which has kind of become pointless. This is where you're actually calling them out and it goes through, I believe it goes through like a status update post. Yeah, it looks thing. like a
1: newsfeed item for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let me see if another picture here. And so I think this is kind of neat. And um, they were talking about research that has shown that people who are recognized for a job well done are more satisfied at work and being appreciated also leads to higher creativity and productivity. And, you know, I, I know that when Mike gives me, you know, a high five or something, I'm like, oh, I want to do more work and get more high fives. So... You know, this is this is a nice, nice way to do that. So all of you bosses out there, get (laughs) handing out some kudos.
1: And we're not talking about the candy bar, which not not a lot of people know about. Uh, There was a candy bar called kudos. So.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah!
1: Remember that? I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I do. So, uh, yeah this looks this looks like it's a newsfeed item instead of, uh, you know, the recommendation, which is really just kind of a an endorsement that stays on their profile. This this is a public like shout out. Hey, you, Mm -hmm. you're doing a good job, and I, I did it where everyone can see it. You know.
2: Oh one other one other aspect of this that i forgot to mention is there you're going to be limited to how many kudos you can do a day i don't remember uh, the exact number i think it's like 4 or 5 so that's going to keep down the spam factor
1: sure yeah uh, geez i think even 4 or 5 might be excessive so yeah we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see uh yeah. all right in other news facebook is debuting a dedicated program for Gaming creators. And honestly, when you look at this, it looks like uh, Facebook's version of Twitch. Uh, It's called the level up program. And it's a new program dedicated for emerging gaming creators. And it's a place for people from around the world to discover and watch video game streams on Facebook. We kind of touched on this at one point in the last week or so when we were talking about this ability for people to earn money with Facebook stars. So. Yeah. As you're watching, that they announced, by the way, back in January. Well, Facebook stars is this feature that lets Facebook fans uh, support their favorite gaming creators by purchasing and then sending these stars to them v- through while they're doing live video and early access to these features for live streaming has been given to some of these level up members. And so this is interesting. This is a place where, and again, by the way, there's a really cool short URL to go straight to this, to check it out. It's FB.gg FB.gg. Wow. So and this is the place where you'll find live and pre-recorded gaming video on Facebook all in one place. And uh, we do have a link that we can share in the show notes for this episode, as well as in the live show Uh, for creators who are interested in joining. uh, They can sign up at that link.
2: Cool. So Facebook has launched a central hub for memories. And if you remember, you can go to on this day tool and this is kind of a big expansion of the Facebook's on this day tool and now you can um look back on the dates prior dates you also now have sections for friends you made this day recaps of memories and memories you may have missed Mm -hmm. and also I think they have the one for how your month is like because I just saw the one how your month was and they're just cute little um collages they they put together for friend anniversaries and that type of thing and so to get there you just go to facebook.com forward slash memories or you can get memories through notifications through messages you might see your newsfeed, and on the app you just click the little hamburger menu thingy and it should be right down there underneath your profile like in one of those little things so very cool Memories Memories. Facebook
1: has announced that they are going to reduce the amount of messenger notifications that you're getting. And before you freak out and say they're not showing me all my notifications as it is, um, it's not all your notifications. It's specific notifications. What they've found is many people like getting a notification when. A friend when they connect with a friend and they join messenger or believe it or not, there are people out there who use Facebook, but don't use messenger. And then when they jump on messenger, you're connected. But where I most often see these notifications is I become friends with somebody on Facebook and then over in messenger, I get this notification. Hey, you're connected on messenger. And I'm like, Facebook, duh. I just became friends right. with them on Facebook, not just yep. messenger. you Like you're giving me redundant notifications. So. Messenger is now going to not show you as many of those specifically. And and when I posted about this earlier this week, people were like, yes, finally, those are so annoying. So, I I,
2: well, if they're revamped, if they're doing changes to Messenger, I would like them to make it easy to delete or archive a message because now you have to push down on it and select it. I want to be able to just swipe it away. Be gone.
1: Yeah, some of this so, some of this uh, stuff from the very beginning of the year where they said we're going to streamline messenger. We're going to clean it up. We're going to make it better UI and all that kind of stuff. Like, are we there yet? Because we're not as far as I can tell. So I don't yeah. think so. Yeah.
2: we right. need to clean house. Next. OK, up. so this is a wild in the wild. Facebook is experimenting with A.B. testing for pages like you can. Uh, Create a post and divide it up between a control group and a test group and test out different messages and see how it how they're doing. So it's your basic A-B testing for posts. Very cool. That's really all there is to it.
1: And then
2: Musical.ly. Oh, well, I've got another one. <laughs> okay. So Musical.ly was up in, you know, doing its thing. And then it came out with Lively, which was, you know, like a live video streaming. Well, suddenly they decided to integrate the two. So it's shutting, Musical.ly is shutting down the standalone Lively and merging its functionality into Musical.ly. Mm. So. Yeah. And um, yes, some people are upset because they didn't really give much warning, but it's effective now. (laughs) And that's it. So if you are a lively fan, you need to use Musical.ly to be able to live stream. I haven't been on Musical.ly in a really long time. um, Yeah.
1: And and as we talked about a week or so ago, I forget these shows all run together as we do. So, you know, do so many of them week after week, uh, Facebook and it's live. Uh, The lip sync thing is kind of a play towards that as well. So we'll see uh, Mm -hmm. when that's as that's rolling out, how that flows out here. Uh, Last piece of news for the week. Facebook is providing follow up responses to the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committees. Uh, Ultimately, if you're interested in this, basically, we can provide you the link where you can go and you can go grab the 454 pages of follow up answers. Facebook specifically Mark Zuckerberg, uh, gave two Congress's questions. And if you really are ready to read 450 pages of Mark Zuckerberg, good luck to you. Uh, (laughs) That is the end of our show. I want to say thank you to Jeff C for being a guest, as well as handling the simulcasts. Thank you to Grace Mm -hmm. Duffy for being our amazing show producer. Thank you, Kim Reynolds, for co-hosting as usual. And pleasure. You can find this audio show on iTunes, Google Play and Stitcher. Just look for social media marketing talk show. Again, don't forget Facebook Ads Summit 2018. It's the largest gathering of Facebook ads experts. And you can find out more at socialmediaexaminer.com slash FB18. Sale ending soon. And you can probably hear my dog barking. (laughs) And (laughs) our next show is next week, Friday, June 22nd. Get this on your calendar. Go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And with that, we will see you next week. Thanks, guys.
2: And happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com.